Geopolitical experts say China exploits every illicit market to its advantage, acting as the largest player in almost every major sector of transnational crime. So what steps should the United States and the international community take to tackle this threat? I'm Veronica Judo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. China's current financial woes and spiraling downward economy have many officials sounding the alarm over concerns that China's Communist Party will further its illicit trade, nationalism and military aggression. For more, let's bring in David Luna, the executive director of the International Coalition Against Illicit Economies. David, thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to be with you, Veronica. So you have testified in Congress and briefed numerous United States government agencies on the criminalized trade threats posed by China to the United States and the international community. Why is China the biggest market player in the world across today's illicit markets and money laundering? Because it is so darn profitable. Um, If you look at the CCP, the communist, uh, the China Communist Party and a lot of these solicit trade um, areas are very uh, lucrative. Um, it helps to finance not only the stability of the regime in China, but it helps, you know, especially with their economic downturn, to really finance um, parts of their economy, their military, and their aspirational um, geopolitical ambitions, for example, to, to um, um, go uh, target um, Taiwan, um, and I guess bring them back into the fold. Now, how has China's Belt and Road Initiative worsened the economic future of developing countries reliant on Beijing's development assistance? As, as mentioned, China truly is, again, probably the biggest transnational illicit syndicate in the world. Um, with their global footprint, um, and their Belt and Road Initiative, they are able to corrupt um, governments um, to to really uh, work with China to build ports, to build um, infrastructure that really advances some China's national interests, which might be fine on some level. But again, if you look closely at that initiative, and if you look um, at how it really harms. Uh, the communities in a lot of these countries were um, the officials that they're working they really end up embezzling a, a lot of the funds and really creating uh, more instability in, 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 in a lot of the countries that, that China is, is really operating with their Belt and Road Initiative. Um, as they do that, again, it begins to create serious uh, national security concerns for the United States. Another government says um, China really builds on that criminality with with other malign influence and and predatory um, um, activities that destabilize some of these countries and certainly some of these regions as well in Africa, Latin America and other parts of the world. So we hear a lot about China and what they do. We also know that the Pentagon issues different threats to the United States on an annual basis. China is always uh, at the top, if not the top, uh, national security risk and threat. Do you feel that this is not something that gets a lot of attention on the dark side of, of what China is involved with? Uh, 
Well, thanks to the, I think, the leadership of Congress and really having more hearings um, and really trying to understand the threat poses on many fronts. Again, it's not only uh, the counterfeiting or fentanyl, but really the theft of uh, trade secrets, intellectual property rights, um, and again, how they're uh, really uh, leveraging um, a lot of these criminalities towards more perverse um, goals, whether it's to insecurity in places like Latin America and Africa, or um, to be able to, um, again, um, go militarily, target um, militarily Taiwan. Um, so I do think that raising awareness, um, demonstrating some of the new research and data that is coming from many uh, credible institutions like the OECD, um, like Congress, um, and, and, and other, other respected international organizations begins to really show the, 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 the impacts of um, China's um, criminality and corruption through various foreign policy initiatives. So can we dig in a little deeper in, in terms of how can the United States and other countries place greater political pressure on China to fight some of the illicit fentanyl and related illegal trade? Well, it begins with diplomacy. It begins with constructive engagement. And I think the Biden administration is certainly doing that. Um, but as, as the Biden administration and other governments uh, began to have this conversation, it is important to have certain metrics in place to test that political will, to, to really show how, to see how China demonstrated its will to, to work, uh, for example, with the United States to um, uh, really uh, target the, the trafficking of fentanyl that is killing so many American um, citizens. Um, so uh, constructive engagement is important, but, but again, testing um, their willingness to work uh, with the international community to solve problems. And then this also includes the conflict in, in, in Ukraine. Now, we're at an interesting inflection point with China's economy slowing down. What are some national security concerns in the Asia-Pacific region and globally? Well, China's aggression um, really presents a lot of uh, problems economically, militarily, and really for the stability of the Asia-Pacific region, if not globally. Um, so again, um, not really understanding um, the whole dynamic uh, or understanding the various factor, factors um, at play, it becomes important to, to ensure that um, China does not miscalculate in the same way that the Putin did, that they don't use uh, the economic downturn um, in their country as an excuse uh, for you know, diverting attention away from the domestic challenges that China is, is confronting, is facing today. Um, and it's a way, again, um, to really uh, work, um, frankly and honestly, uh, with China uh, through these very difficult um, challenges um, facing the international community. Now, you were the co-chair of the U.S.-China Anti-Corruption Working Group for about 13 years. How can anti-corruption cooperation help strengthen overall domestic policy efforts in China and diplomatically between the U.S. and Chinese national interests? So again, having that constructive um, engagement with China is important to ensure transparency, to ensure accountability, to ensure that 
that governments within uh, the community of nations are working towards a rule-based uh, uh, world order um, so that there is no standing so that we are working um, on cross-border difficult issues like um, fentanyl or climate change or trying to uh, secure the peace in places like Ukraine. Um, so, you know, having um, anti-governance and, and being um, having a, an honest discussion uh, within any one economy, um, including China, begins to really solidify the trust that is important um, to able to make progress in a lot of um, these difficult issues. David Luna, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. That's the program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.